0: All right, everybody, we're back here with Episode 7 of the Bald Guy Beer Reviews. This episode's dealer's choice. I'm Alan. And I'm Chris. And today we got three beers for you picked out by your very own Bald Guys. We got quite a wide array of beer here today, if I can talk. We got a mead, we got a sour, and we got an imperial stout. It's still
1: winter, Alan, so even though... The last episode was stout season. It doesn't mean that we can't do stouts
0: again. That was my thinking. I'm like, it's the winner. Let's get some bangers off the shelf, or could they be bangers? We'll soon see. And it's dealer's choice. So you so chose to bring a stout. I'm very excited for it. I did. It is stout season. I actually had a different one in my hand, and then I saw this, and I'm like, we're drinking this today. And that stout is going to be a 2013 Sierra Nevada Narwhal. Pretty, pretty excited for this one I did not even realize I had this one on the shelf I thought I only had a few newer dates
1: Yeah, 2013, man, that's nine years old I'm kind of sad I wanted to get the double digits But we're going to take it out before it's 10th birthday Yeah, it's
0: it's it's, it's not going to make 10 We're, yeah. we're going to drink it today And we're going to give it a score And we'll, we'll find out um, And then, you know, I, I think you've had this one before already As a newer beer So it'll be interesting to see uh, the age version, how well it's held up over the years.
1: And you know what else? What else is uh, interesting about the year two thousand thirteen,
0: Alan? What's that, Chris?
1: It's the year we met. It's our oh, anniversary. It
0: is. It's an anniversary beer, so it's a special occasion.
1: Yes, in two thousand thirteen is when I began working at the jail where Alan and I first met. Alan was my field training officer for my second uh, stint, so I ha- I had a little bit of uh, correctional officering under my belt by the time. I met Alan extremely hungover in the control room. I was coming back from my, my buddy Pat's bachelor party in Maine. Uh, it was awesome. We were up all, all night because, I don't know, I was just, you know, typical bachelor party stuff, but this was all guys in their early 20s, which I think makes it worse.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes it far worse. Those are the much more crazy bachelor parties than we look at today where we're like, I think I'm ready for bed.
1: I just remember somebody like violently, like shaking my leg in the hotel room and I'm like, get off of me, like go away. I'm just trying to sleep. And they're like, sir, you need to leave. And I'm like, what? And I look and it's like hotel security and there's cops. And I had like passed out in the corner. I was sleeping under one of those like corner tables
0: and they were (laughs) kicking
1: us out. So like I left and I was and they're like, and don't even think about like asking for your car. And I'm like, I'm not, I am like, in the bag really bad. And I I, I want to say it was like uh, two or three in the morning. It was bad. And I had to be at work that two or three in the afternoon back in New Hampshire. And we were up in Portland. So I literally spent the rest of the morning. Basically. I think they gave me the keys to my car back, like at 10 in the morning. And so in which case I had to drive directly back to Southern New Hampshire, which is about a 90 minute ride. I got like 20 <laughs> minutes of sleep and then I reported for duty. This explains a lot. Yeah, and so that was uh, that was the that was the me on the first day that I met Alan. So that was a that was a cool segue story off that that's, year.
0: That's you know this 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 beer was meant to be the anniversary beer here. So so we got that, and then I got a sour here uh, from Vitamin C Perception. Is still spoon fed. It's a raspberry cheesecake sour. Um, so we'll we'll crack that open, see what we feel. Another pretty local brewery that's doing some big things not necessarily known for their sours but we're gonna give this one a shot and their
1: second time on the show correct they were episode one
0: maybe Maybe episode one uh i don't know if they made it yet i know uh, i know i know i i gave you some of these i might have actually given you this beer in the past when i came back from there yeah you're 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 a huge fan huge fan of uh, vitamin c well i I did go two weeks in a row because we ended up going past there um we went to somebody's wedding in this room and we, we hit it up on the way. And then the very next weekend we were going down to Rhode Island. And just so happened that making the traffic a little less scooted right to vitamin C, got a couple beers and went down to our final destination.
1: Yeah. We're the bald guys are going to be, uh, well, we won't physically be visiting Rhode Island, but we got a little bit of foreshadowing. We'll just leave Rhode Island yes. uh, where it's at for future
0: episodes. So stay no, tuned get, for that. We one. get some good stuff planned for you guys. Um, and then the third beer is actually not a beer. It's a mead from Moonlight Meanery. Okay, we'll try that one again if I can actually speak.
1: You haven't even had anything to drink yet. No,
0: I, I have had zero to drink today. I just could not put those two M's together. So it's Moonlight Meadery Current Obsession, which is a black currant and apple session mead.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna talk a little bit
0: uh about that
1: that place in particular because i just went up there and well when we get to it i'll yeah, talk doing about big
0: it. things i think we'll yeah. have a bunch to say about that so that'll be uh, pretty exciting to talk yeah about.
1: very excited
0: to talk about that one so so we want to we want to get this thing going yeah so look we're uh we're alan's cracking
1: with. into the the vitamin c that the, the was a strawberry cheesecake sour it is, it is a raspberry cheesecake raspberry. sour
0: so we'll see if you get raspberry or if you get strawberry after that
1: so, i don't know all these uh these canned dessert sours are, all right. Well, we don't we don't got chunky at least. The color's oh, nice. Yeah. Go
0: half half. What do you want to do? Yeah, half or half okay. is good. Yeah. And I'll try to balance the can level. So if the chunkies come, yeah. I mean, I dealt with it last time. I don't think this one had chunky.
1: You know what this beer reminds me of? Um, same kind of color. Is um, you know, R I P Mystic Brewery, but uh, the old Three Cranes from Mystic Brewery. Yeah now that one wasn't a sour as a saison
0: but man this yeah one. it has this it, it gives me that kind of vibes in the look it looks like um so this is kind of what i was hoping for out of the last one you know the nice still translucent but you're seeing you know the fruit feel and the sour yeah um but you know looks looks are not everything it's what you first see
1: yeah the color is like the color is of basically grapefruit juice. If you've yeah. ever poured that ocean spray grapefruit juice into a cup. The pink grapefruit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, it's that with, uh, it had like a, probably about a eighth of an inch of a fizzy white head. It, it quickly dissipated. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me describing these beers. Uh, we got to get, we'll get videos out here soon.
0: So this, um, this one's, this one's a little older, so. You know, we'll we'll see if that's gonna play too much of a factor with the sours. I've found that, you know, it really doesn't do that much. But this we got a candate date on the bottom here, which you know we're big fans of. So we got uh, a nine nine cand date on this one. You know,
1: see all right, so here's the other thing too. I've I've gone on a couple of rants about beers and, and dates and, and all that other stuff and don't drink old beer. You know, to to be fair, if I'm being one hundred percent honest, because these are these places are obviously businesses and not everything and literally unless you're treehouse which we'll talk about in a little bit as well even though we're not drinking any today <laughs> um unless you're a, a brewery like that your stuff is going to sit on the shelf and invariably even if you are a treehouse or like abyssal brothers or something like that people are going to take your beers that aren't designed to sit on the shelf and then like you were talking about i think last episode like hey i found this one in the back of
0: my beer fridge like oops like yeah i've, I've found i sadly i found a, a can of swish in the back it was like seven eight months later
1: right and so i would say that six months should be should be a pretty good life for beer now my my rule for new england ipa specifically is eight weeks so this would be outside that window but i think if you're any other style if it's a porter if it's a stout if it's a lager sour
0: yeah anything that you know is not hop forward where you really you know the hops are what are going to deteriorate on you the fastest at least
1: yeah for sure so yeah. With that, with that being said, I, I don't think. I mean, my pal, I, my palate's always been terrible for off flavors. I, so I'm not the guy. As I as nerdy pick them as up I am, when
0: they're really bad, or like they're really distinguished, um, or the main time I'm going to pick them up is when I've had the beer before, and you know you're detecting like something's not right here.
1: Yeah. So my first up impressions is it, it it's well done. I like it. It's um a little bit more um. I think the word is pithy like it's got like that little it's got a pillowiness to it I think yeah, it's called it's, pith or yeah. whatever yeah so. where, it's,
0: where it's got the almost almost like the lactose feel to it uh, I,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they definitely added that to get it in there um
0: it, it might be I, I'll I'll have to double check on this one see if see if it does have it, but you know you definitely get just smelling the beer you're getting a huge I'm getting big raspberry flavors right off of it mm-hmm. And if you really think about it, I'm getting a little raspberry in the cheesecake just on the nose.
1: Yeah, so that, that raspberry, I'm getting the same, and but it, it quickly fades to the kind of like, I mean, I
0: wouldn't call it cheesecake. I would call it more like vanilla-y. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that's probably accurate. But I'm getting that kind of that smooth consistency. And then at the end, I feel like I'm even getting um, something like that graham cracker or like pie crust notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll say that's probably not my favorite taste in the sour, even though it's designed to be in there and it really takes you on the journey of the pie. But I think that's because I don't like that in the pie anyways.
1: Yeah, the crust is like my favorite part of the pie. I do definitely like, I really enjoy the finish on this one. Um, the only thing that I'll say about it though, the, the one thing that I would say is a negative for me, the, big, the biggest negative is while I get that really good hit of rat, sour raspberry up front, it just quickly fades too much into that vanilla graham cracker. I feel like it gets dominated by that. And then another thing that I wanted to mention um, that I don't think we have talked about maybe at all on the show is carbonation level. I mean, we've talked about yeah. the mouthfeel, but not the carbonation level. And so, you know, foreshadowing also other future episodes, we'll, we'll be talking about topics like that. But um, this one has not as hard a carbonation bite. Yeah. But it's not soft and it's not no, flat exactly. at all. So, like, I really like uh, the touch. If I had to guess, uh, getting super technical. So, most beer, I think, is around, like, 2.6 volumes of CO2 um, dissolved in the liquid. And so, for reference, um, a lot of uh, seltzer waters, uh, not the hard seltzer waters, but yeah. maybe them too. I'm not sure. Uh, but a lot of the seltzer waters are carb to over 3.0, so a very carbonated drink, like is 3.0. That's like something like you're taking a sip and you're burping pretty much every single yep. sip. Um, most beers are two six, and then and then like stouts and porters are like two four. Um, so I I feel like they kind of went like into that stout range with this like a two four.
0: No, I think that, that sounds sounds like good reasoning on it. Um, just also wanted to bring up. Um, There is also lime in here. So it was a key lime raspberry. So that might be the little extra tartness in here. Mm. And this is not just vitamin C. This was a collab they did with Divine Barrel Brewing, which is a microbrewery out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Interesting. So there is not huge um, collaboration logo on this. It's on the can. It's bottom right where they have the vitamin C and they have the Divine Barrel logo but, I mean, the can art is just really a bold, large piece of pie. You know, it's it's telling you what it is. And it's got the spoon, so it's spoon-fed. Yeah. But I just wanted to make sure I got the uh, the collaboration information out there that way. You know, everybody that made this beer is getting credit, good or bad. Yeah. We've yet to come up with the number.
1: Yeah, uh, I think um, I got one more sip to go. If you want, I, I'll roll first. Still,
0: was, yeah, definitely we're going to make you roll first time this time.
1: Alright, I'm going um I don't like how the fruit got overtaken. If I'm if I'm drinking for a fruited sour, so straight up regular Berliner Weiss for the, yeah. for the listeners out there, if they even care what my favorite is, straight up regular, unfruited Ber- Berliner Weiss is my favorite sour and my go to. Um but I am I'm going six fo.
0: Six fo, fair yeah. score. So I'm more of a fan of the fruited sour ales, um, the sour tarts, than I am of the Berliner Weiss. So I'm gonna rate this one a little higher. Um, this is a little more tart than I normally enjoy, and I think that's just the lime in there. I think if the lime wasn't in here, I would enjoy this a little more, but you know, it's intended because it's a key lime pie. I can't have key lime without lime. So, you know, I think they did overall a good job, and I'm going to come in at a 6.8 on this one.
1: All right, all right, nice. I mean, for real, like if I was sitting down and I was hunkering down in the brewery for a while and I got a flight, I would definitely be getting a sour on my flight. Let's say this is the only sour on
0: tap. I might get another one of these. I, I definitely like to get a sour or something different on my flight. I don't like to just get a whole level of IPAs. Um, I like the Sours or the Stout or even the Pilsner or something to break up all, yeah. you know, the hop flavor, give you a little more distinction to it.
1: I think, too, and I don't know if anybody – and so anytime we kind of make comments or, or we ask questions, like, feel free, like, if, if a question that we kind of pose to each other really rings true with you, send us an email, baldguybeerreviews at gmail.com. Shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us at baldguybeerreviews. But one of the things I want to kind of put out – and. One of the things I've tried to cultivate and work on uh, as I describe things is I like to describe feelings, right? Like that good old saying, like, people will forget what, exactly what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I feel like drinking, I try to make that my experience as I'm trying new beer. So the experience that I would describe this beer with and I think is appropriate is I went to a brewery. I sat down. No no flights. I can't order and I don't want to taste anything because I don't want to make the bartender yeah. go back and forth. They're very busy, so I gotta just order something. I look up, I see that really sweet piece of cheesecake on the artwork. It's probably in some nice chalk on the board. You guys know what I'm talking about. And um, so anyway, I take a risk and I'm go. You know, what? hey, I like sours. I'm gonna take that. And then I get the the pint. I'm not disappointed, but I'm not blown away. Yeah. And then I'm moving on from it. And that's
0: yeah. See, this... I take
1: a risk and it doesn't hurt me, but it doesn't. I'm not like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, That's so, how I feel about this. So we picked this one up on, I believe, the second trip through. Um, in the first weekend, we we stayed at the brewery, had some flights, had a couple full pours, got some merch. And I will say um, the fiance, her vitamin C is her favorite merch location just because they have quite a bit of awesome T-shirts, sweatshirts, glassware um so they do have some cool merch it's a really nice brewery setup they don't have their own food they have food trucks um they have a unique setup there which one building is for cans and one building is the tasting room and the merch so if you just want cans you're in and out and if you want to sit down you sit down then you get your cans on the way out of there cool um and they also have something else that i like that i'd like to see some more breweries do they sell insulated bags um to take your to go cans with where you can fit a whole case in them so reusable you can bring them back and use them again so you're not grabbing a bunch of cardboard and stuff.
1: Nice, eco friendly, you no know,
0: eco friendly, that's the thing. Plus, it's quite a nice bag and you can reuse it anywhere. It's not, I don't believe it was branded, I'd have to double check. So, it's you know, you can kind of bring it wherever you need to go.
1: Nice. All right, so what, what do we got up next? Are we going to take down the narwhal? Or are we going I think with we're the... going to
0: take down the narwhal, but I'm looking at this. I'm seeing a bottle top. I'm not seeing a bottle opener on the table. So I either have to go old school college style, or we're going to have to pause for a second to go grab one.
1: Well, this sounds like an excellent uh, position in the show. I do have uh, transitions. It's like a... It's like a little swoosh, so let us know how we did on the on the transition, and we're going to hit a quick pause as I get a bottle opener because I am unprepared.
0: You know what? We're not prepared today. This is, we'll, we'll step our game up next time.
1: All right. We'll see you on the other side of the break. And we're back. Sorry about that. I had to run upstairs and uh, get a bottle opener, and then we decided to take a little bit more time and uh, – have Alan Porum and and as I had mentioned before, Alan and I met each other in 2013, but we probably didn't meet. I don't think until June. I yeah, think it was I'd, June.
0: I'd say it was definitely a warm month. So,
1: well, I went through. I, I my class was in April, and that was a month. And then yeah. my first month was in May. Uh, yeah. With shout out Scott Fournier. we know you listen. So he was my my first training officer, and then so it had to have been June. Also a beer nerd. Yes, or late or late May possibly, but this bottle. Was born on March 11th at 1729, and for you non-military folk, that's well, that's what it says on the bottle. That's 5:30 almost. So, which,
0: which was actually pretty cool because the bottle, they know you're gonna age them, so they actually have the dates right on the the top little label, and then it's actually got um, a label like a little ink imprint right on the bottle that tells you the date and time, which was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, holy crap! An Imperial Stout narwhal from Sierra, yeah, Sierra Nevada. Yep, Sierra Nevada.
0: I cannot pronounce. Any, I cannot pronounce anything today, so I'm really glad it's just me and you. So I'm not getting hammered on this.
1: He's not even like. It's not even like it's he's not nervous. Even, or, he's he's not shook. He's no, just sitting it's, there.
0: It's just I literally have a speech impediment today, and I cannot get anything out.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: We'll work on this. We'll we'll, we'll strive to. Prefer- um, improve
1: yeah well you got to check your blood pressure sure or something, something's
0: man. going on today if you
1: drop from a heart attack on the show i'm gonna oh my god
0: i'm gonna leave you with one host there it's not gonna be quite as good of a show yeah i'd say hey
1: welcome to the bald guy beer review i lost my co-host during an episode
0: <laughs> i think this is the humor where we're laughing from the jail days most people are like how are they laughing at this that's horrible
1: yeah well i'm gonna i'm excited to take a sip and i, I'm I don't know good
0: notes out of this one
1: i don't know what we're gonna get so Long, long silent pause.
0: Yeah. We, we were both drinking at the same time. That was not quite planned well, but that's all right. It was only about
1: two seconds, two three seconds. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I would have to say straight up, I think this is the oldest beer I have ever drank or knowingly drank.
0: Yeah. Um, this is definitely the oldest one I've knowingly drank. I obviously we've drank later dates than I've had later versions of this, but not sitting this amount of time.
1: Yeah. To be honest, the other thing too. Well, to be honest, I say to be honest too much. So I'm going to try to stop doing that. But um, with this, with this, um, the last two episodes and especially this one in particular, uh, this beer, I mean, in particular, um, I want to start really uh, doing some keepsake stuff and, and saving so I can do verticals especially like do stout verticals or barley wine verticals. Like I don't know how far I'll push it to me though. I'll probably only go like five years or something, but I mean, I would like to, that's that's why I
0: went to crack this one. I think nine was, was too many to have it sitting there without that many companions. I have some other dates, but 2013 just didn't really line up with the other ones right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unless you had 14, 15, I didn't,
0: I know I have 17. Okay. I yeah. had the 17 in my hand, and then I saw the 13 appear out of nowhere, and I was like, that's the one.
1: Yeah, but for real, I would love to do a vertical
0: tasting of um, got, just
1: kind of anything. I, I know you have a couple. We,
0: we got a, a Bigfoot barley wine vertical plan um, down the line. We're just waiting for the right moment for that because I think I'd have to double-check the vertical. I think it's like 2012 yeah. up to 17 um, or maybe 18. We'll have to double-check it. Okay. But, we get some things like that down the line, but it's when you have them next to each other it's it's really nice to compare the age and how it's how it's going off on that.
1: Well, this one pours obviously it's a jet black, so it's it's a Russian Imperial Stout. It has that like um almost um it's it's got like light the brown. Exxon
0: Valdez is pretty much destroying the ocean right now. It's got that oil slick color.
1: Yeah. Yep, and then it definitely has like um it has that nice um, light brown foam. It's good. It's not uh, over-carbonated, but that's another thing that's wild. Like, Yeah, it obviously it's still the carbonation
0: after nine years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I mean, if that much carbonation was escaping the bottle, then that would be like some yeah. sort of defect with the bottle. Oh, and, we'd,
0: I think we'd be noticing that right off the bat. Yeah, it
1: would probably be stink and be really sour and gross. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: I dig it, but I don't i'm a, I'm a stout guy and this is this is one of my go-to stouts if you're you know you're out there um looking it's you know you can count on it every year it's you're gonna find it yeah um it's, it's just something you kind of know what you're getting out of it mm. um but that being said i don't know if i'm ready to come in with my score yet i might have to take one more step here i still got a little left
1: all right well I think I've I've had enough of the beer. I mean, I'm gonna definitely finish mine, um, but with this one, so I, I'll go first again. You know, I, I mean, I can't tell you I don't have any significant off flavors. No, and no, I, I without having beer. I haven't I don't know that I've ever had Narwhal, right. and so without going any further on it and having no background with the beer, I think it's really solid. Yeah, but I wouldn't put it among the best outs that I've. No, ever had. I, I'm
0: in agreement with you on that one for sure. Um, it's, it's just a class. It's kind of like a, you know, I, I, I take it like one of those, if you're comparing it to an IPA, it's like that, you know, that go-to IPA where, you know, you know what you're going to get when you don't want to search untapped or the bald guy beer reviews rating site, anything like that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I've settled in. I'm
0: going to go, um, I'm going 6.9, 6.9, but that is not going to be my score as well. Oh, really? Um, no, I am not gonna make the second occurrence of us sharing a score. That'll have to save for another day. Even though it would be a nice anniversary, um, I'm going to go ahead and come in at. You know, I'm gonna come in at six point eight on this one. Wow, it just has, <laughs> um, and it's it's nothing. It's just a little bit too much of back end bitter for me a little bit with, I think, just the malts. Yeah. But it's, you know, I certainly I have plenty more at home, and it's a beer I enjoy. So I'm going to keep on buying them, but it's coming in at 6.8 for me.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I didn't – it was just Alan and I today, and I I don't want to go too crazy long on the show. Uh, So I'm cracking the current obsession. So this one is from Moonlight Meadery, and let me tell you something – if you're a mead person, uh, you've probably actually heard of them. If you're a crazy mead person, uh, because um, the owner and I guess head mead maker, yeah, is what you would call that's him? what I
0: call him mead maker. Yeah, the head mead
1: maker. He's won a number of awards and gets a lot of good um, gets a lot of good reviews on his product. And and one of the things that I, I so I picked this up at their new new location. Um, you can still find Moonlight Meadery. In Londonderry, they're in like an industrial park,
0: and you see it right across. When you're driving down the highway, you see their truck right right past exit four, behind
1: uh, just after the Cracker Barrel on the right there when you're going northbound. Um, But one of the things I thought was really cool is this went from uh, completely like one direction where they're in like an industrial park, like right off the side of the highway, to a countryside setting, and so they're they're doing big things. Right there's so there's three different uh kind of entities involved but they're all the same owner so you have hidden moon brewery they make um barrel aged hard ciders they do a lot of uh mead beer combos that's actually known as a braggot so they've got a couple of those Uh, i think they have ipa as well and yeah
0: i think they they pretty much are gonna let their brewer up there do what they want
1: yeah that's what it sounded like uh when because my my older brother matt and i went up there and uh we got to talk to them both because it was a really cool, I think it was like a Tuesday. So just, yeah. it really wasn't much going on. Well, He's,
0: he's a really friendly guy. Um, even regardless of the level of busyness, I know I've talked to quite a few people that I work with that like beer and they've like mead and they've been up there and they've told me about this. I got to get up there myself just to see this, but he's taking time out to talk to them too, you know, so it's, it's really a friendly place. It's approachable. If you haven't had mead before, you know, it's something to try. And then mm. they have other things there too, as well.
1: Yeah. So, so it's technically, um, it's over the moon farmstead. It's located in Pittsfield and within the farmstead is hidden moon brewing. And then he's eventually, he said he has plans to, to no longer be in Londonderry dairy and, and move the mead operation up there full time. And, um, I don't know what the name of the the hill is, but he's on some sort of hillside, and it's like this countryside, rolling hills. Like you can see ridge lines in the back, of like smaller hills yep. and stuff like that. And it's a very beautiful view. Parking, there was plenty of parking. It was just a really cool vibe up there. Yeah, yeah. It's an old, seventeen eighteen hundred style farmhouse. Yeah, like they're the, doing there,
0: nice things up there.
1: Yeah, and then the barn. So, you know, I just wanted to. So for the dealer's choice, I I just wanted to go with this mead because it was what was in my fridge. Yep. And I we're really enjoyed it when cider, I was there. Some
0: meads into here too. We're, if it's got alcohol in it, we're gonna drink it and we're gonna review it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I really. Um. So for the current obsession, um, you know, I really, I just dug it, man. I dug it a lot. It's six point eight.
0: He and said I, it's a semi-sweet. Um, blackcurrant and apple session meat it's it's nice as you're getting the apple in there and anything like semi-sweet to dry in the meats and the ciders is really where i like to live uh the sweet it's almost like a little too much for me a little too sugary if it's great flavors i can have one and crush it but the semi-sweet and the dry you know that's kind of really where it's at for me and this is right in that sweet spot
1: Yeah, so I didn't notice this before, but on the back of the can, it has, like, one of those sliding scales.
0: See, I like that. On the dry to sweet. So there's another uh, place that makes some cider you might know about them that does a similar thing.
1: And who's that?
0: That would be Stormalong I've seen that on. Oh, that's weird. That's very weird. Never heard of them. Never heard of them either, but I really— Just kidding.
1: (laughs) I only work there. (laughs) I really
0: do appreciate that, especially on, like, a cider and a mead, you know, where— The word means one thing, but the flavor profile can be so far across the board. Mm. And I know people that only like dry, people that only like sweet. So it's really pandering to your consumer to put what's there because you're going to get the reaction you want. You don't want somebody that likes sweet cider drinking a dry cider because they're going to go on untapped and give you 0.25. 0.25. Exactly. Shout out Mike (laughs) Souza, Sterling Street. (laughs) At Sterling Street, again, Mike Souza, definitely that's we, – we said it's going to be a trend. 0.25 is definitely a trend. But, you know, adding these things to your label really helps attract the person you want to buy and drink your product. Um, if they're looking at two things and they're not sure and they're just going to go off label art, if you don't have that, if you have what they want, yeah, they're going to go with what they want.
1: No, I couldn't agree more. And so one of the things that I kind of always likened it to, especially in the um, the hard cider world – um, I'm not a wino, but it's kind of like, you know, if someone's a big wine drinker, yeah, they'll probably drink all types of wine. If you put it in front of them, they're probably not going to say no. But there's huge differences in, in wines, and I don't, I have no idea what I'm talking about, so I'm not gonna. I'm like literally, and, and to my mind, there's there's red wine. And then there's white wine. And so, I know that there's a lot of differences in, yeah. in variants, but essentially though, the dry and the sweet cider is kind of akin to that because exactly. there's a lot of variance in between. But realistically, if you can just really simplify it and say, Hey, this is a sweet cider. And if somebody's real, really all about the dry cider, at least you've now told them like, Hey, you're probably, if that's your preference, you should probably not, I mean, it's not advertising don't drink this but you're you're literally letting the consumer yeah you're letting the consumer hone in on their
0: preference exactly and something else that i'm liking about this mead is that it's in the 16 ounce can um when you know back in the day when i first started getting into the craft beer burt's has the mead section with a ton of moonlight meadery and, you know, they were all bottles, and the price point was higher than a can. Yeah. You know, and... Those if you, still are there, though. They are. Yeah. And if you haven't had a mead before, you know, it's intimidating to go in. Do you want to drop $15, $20 on a bottle that you're not sure if you're going to like the product? Yeah. And, you know, I'm more... I'd be more willing to try the single can, even though, I mean, the price point might be similar. I'm not sure. I haven't bought mead in a while, but... Um,
1: I think mead is just one of those things that's super niche. It's yeah. super niche. Like it's it's like a person is like, hey, if I'm drinking beer, I only drink Russian Imperial stout. It's like that's the kind of that's like the niche level true to me. Um because ultimately, you know, mead and cider making, you know, that the process is very similar to making wine. So you're just fermenting honey in one case. You're fermenting apples in another case, yeah. and then you're fermenting grapes. And, and I'd and... say
0: what makes this one even more approachable to like a mead novice, if you like um, cider, it's got the apple in there, so you're gonna have that familiar flavor profile in there. It's yeah. gonna be like a nice transition into mead. Um, and I don't know. I'm not sure if this, but I know cider is gluten free. So if you have the gluten free, I'm assuming mead also is gluten free. Is it? I would not?
1: assume so. I don't think there's gluten in honey. No, no.
0: I, I believe not. But I just, you know, I don't want to tell somebody something if there aren't, because those are the kind of people that get really mad at you.
1: Hey, if you have a gluten allergy, just please check the can, check with the brewery. If there's any questions, don't listen to the bald guys. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't gonna, listen it's to us.
0: Same thing. I wouldn't listen to us on tax advice or. Yeah, don't don't put your
1: life in our hands. We don't want that smoke.
0: No, we're we're gonna tell you what we think, and then you go off what we think, and then what you think. If I like a beer, and you hate it, that's fine. If you love a beer and I hate it, that's also fine.
1: Well, so one of the so, you know, in addition to this place up here, you know, Over the Moon Farmstead, um, Hidden Moon Brewing slash Moonlight Meadery, the whole experience was very awesome. Sitting there drinking in a barn with a really sick overview, like it was just bitterly cold. My brother and I were the only ones in there, and it's like, well, duh, because it's the middle of winter and it's bitterly cold. And <laughs> he he really hasn't done much advertising. I mean, he has, but like, the word's not out yet. No, and,
0: it's they're they're not really pushing the the gas pedal yet.
1: And, right, and and for good reason because they're they're still getting it going. Like there was some still uh, some construction kind of going on outside. But what I will say is, man, watch out, summer twenty twenty two, because I think that people are going to get up there. The first thing that I said to my brother, I was like, when they walk out, I'm like, people are going to want to get married up here. I've literally gone to a couple of weddings in my lifetime that are at similar locations like this and this guy makes mead and he brews beer right on site like get out of here like this yeah. is going to be this is going to be wild like it's going to be a destination and it's on it's literally 3 minutes from route 28 which yeah, is the scenic it. route up to the lakes so I really think that once the word gets out this place is going to get yeah, some it's, good traction.
0: It's, it's pretty cool that they actually are getting to do this. I know they've been looking for a while to expand some places, and um, they were kind of surprised when the Max Apple sold, and they weren't kind of notified about that. And they got this place going on now, and I think it's all for the best for them.
1: Yeah, so the, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out here, and I'm just going to rate the place while I was up there. And rating the place... I'm going 8.1.
0: See, that's pretty sweet. And even in the
1: bitter cold. And if it was the summer, I'm going like probably 8.8. And
0: and that's that's I'm a planning a trip to with, go that's there. That's a big thing with breweries. There's a lot of breweries out there that I like um, that the beer, you know, they might be in the low sixes or even the high fives where it's not anything I'm going to necessarily leave with cans. But, you know, the environment and the ambiance and the food and just the atmosphere really kicks it up that notch.
1: Yeah, 100%. So – I mean, midwinter, eight point one. In the summertime, you're scratching, I didn't want to you're know knocking what it's on the door in the eight, summertime, eight point eight. I'm just saying, it's very comfortable. It's very cozy. And when I think craft, like it just has that vibe, being in the barn yeah. with the old 1700 style farmhouse renovated, so everything's like nice. You know, See,
0: that's that's one of those nice things, right? Cool. You're you're there, and you just get that vibe. You get the the you know people are friendly. You're not feeling like you're a burden. You're a number in a line. It's
1: and so. The other thing that I wanted to mention was I'm also not, I'm not a mead guy. I really am not. And so when I go there, when I went there, so I roll in and I'm looking at the tap list and he does flights Mm -hmm. and I'm hundred percent going, going to flights. And I was looking it over and my brother started ordering and, you know, I was kind of shocked because it was mostly mead. There was, I think, you know, if he ever listens to this, he'd be like, I had four beers. And I think I saw two. We're going to fact check Chris on this one. Yeah, morning. well, I don't know, because it could have changed, and I went a couple of weeks ago, so. But either way, I think there was only like two beers there, and I wasn't really, I wasn't digging that. I wish there was more beers. I think that that's in the works. I think that that's yeah, coming down the road.
0: It, it is indeed in the works, especially when they're, you know, they're they're planning on more things, but it's still early, and as you know, some beers take time, so there could be some more on the horizon yeah. coming out, because it, if, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm probably wrong on this one that location hasn't been open all that long yet has it i don't think so i i i know it's it's definitely i under think gear. since last think summer it's, yeah is it under? late late yeah, last, last summer though late okay.
1: i think i'm not sure i didn't ask um but i know i've seem, seen so
0: i i know the brewery part up there i think is getting newer because i've seen positions open in the past
1: yeah for sure well you know so about the liquid itself when i when i sat down for my experience and i enjoyed my flight one of the other things that i haven't experienced in a while was sh- straight bangers from from 1 to 8 yeah. i had 8 samples and everything the the worst of it was just very pleasant and and a nice drink yep and Again, so I went there at the completely wrong time. I mean, if if it was summertime and I'm sitting there in my shorts and I, you know I, I got a little a bit of a sweat on a
0: lot more to a summer drink as well. As yeah,
1: or weather. even early fall, like but bitterly cold winter, I'm sitting there because there was no really um,
0: cold. I'm gonna want a shot of whiskey in that flight they to had, warm my belly.
1: Well, yeah, and they had space heaters in the barn, yeah. like it wasn't like a heated place. So, I mean, I'm just I don't know. I just really think that everything would be better there in the summer. Yeah, uh, but I but but that's. That's what's making my point is I think despite – even despite all of those things, like I'm kind of cold. I was sitting there, you know, with my hands and my elbows when I wasn't drinking, you know, and I'm drinking these lighter, fruitier drinks in the winter. I don't know. I just really – I really dug it. So I, I picked up two, uh, two four-packs, actually, of different stuff, and they were both actually canned meads. Nice. Um, so and that's the only thing, too. I'm not a mead guy, and they, like, completely –
0: so i've i'm not a huge cider person i'll i enjoy cider uh because the fiance that's her drink she likes if we're getting you know beer mead cider type thing um so i've grown to appreciate and enjoy it but you know it's not my go-to but it's one of those things where you know you i've had been at Bert's. i've been at other places and they have a cider sample there you know you try them all you're like Next thing you know, I'm walking out of the building with the cider. Yeah. It just happens.
1: Yeah, so Alan, are you ready to settle in on a
0: number here? I already have my number, Chris. I'm ready to go on this one. All right, I think that, uh, yeah, you're definitely first. So right now I'm going to go ahead and I believe this is going to be my highest score of the night. I'm not positive, but I'm going to go in with a 7.0. On this 7. one, I believe 0. I've been in the sixes all night. You were at and, six
1: eight both times, actually. And
0: this is actually my favorite out of the three tonight, and I'm going in with a solid 7.0 on it. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm coming over the top of you. I'm going seven tree. Um I can definitely agree with that. Seven tree. I would definitely
1: actually, and I I would say this is this would be something that I that I might pick up another four pack. I don't know that it's like. So that's the other thing, too, about canned mead. I don't know enough about that or this place where I don't know how much more like, is this just just a one off run or or one off for now? Yeah. Or something? Or maybe it's a seasonal. Maybe it makes another appearance. I don't know any of that. You
0: never know. Maybe they're they're getting their own currents and and that's where they come from or who knows. But yeah. But it's definitely a flavor. If I saw this, I'd, I'd buy it.
1: All right. Well, we're approaching the 40 minute mark. Um, I'm thinking we can wrap this thing up. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think,
0: I think we've had the beer. I think we've, we've hit our topics. You know, I think we've hit a lot of the points we want to hit, that the experience at the brewery is just as important as the beer if you're going to the place. And if you're picking it up at the local store, you know, drink what you like to drink.
1: Hell yeah. Well, with that note, give us a like, give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Bald Guy Beer Reviews. Like I said, shoot us a message. Email us at baldguybeerreviews at gmail.com. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah,
0: you can email at the baldguybeerreviews at com.
1: I already said that.
0: I know. I repeated it because my list was a little bit gone for right that second, so I wanted to get it in good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too. Don't know how quickly, you know how on the Facebook they're like, uh, very responsive i don't know that we'd be very responsive but We're we will respond
0: pretty responsive on that D- don't listen to any of that word <laughs> may not be we, we respond pretty quickly to that stuff yeah hit us up in the comments we'll we'll comment back with you um every once in a while the the tiny ear links will break just go straight to our spotify search ball guy beer reviews right there for the for your listening pleasure
1: you know, we'll we'll start listing off a couple of the other. We are on a couple of other podcast platforms. I just don't think that most people uh, listen to podcasts through them. I, I'm pretty sure we're on, like, Google Podcasts and yeah. um, a couple of other ones because we we distribute through a website that, that posts to multiples. Um, but, yeah, please, please interact with us. Um, if you know anybody that's a, a really big beer nerd, has been listening to us and has a burning topic, we'd also like to bring a – a fan of the show, so to speak, on, yeah, they, if, you, if they'd like. Uh, we definitely do uh, remote episodes through Zoom. We've done that a couple of times. So. You know, we
0: know you. If we trust you, maybe you can come to the Ball Guy Beer Review Layer.
1: <laughs> we have a couple of those. Yeah, couple of, couple of stash houses in the city.
0: You, know, you have an idea. You have a beer you want to view. You want to hear what the Ball Guys think. We're all open to those options.
1: Yeah, and then let us know what you thought about previous guests, if you'd like to see any of those. Uh, guests come back on the show we're definitely going to have a couple of repeat guests here in the near nope, future Definitely. so on
0: that note alan are you good hey i'm good positive negative hit those comments like subscribe hit that bell and we're gonna go ahead and hit that outro music
1: see ya